Hey, Peter. Yeah. Have you heard the recordings I made in my high school jazz band? Oh, yeah. I have them in my uh, bedside iPod. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, man. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Coming at you today from beautiful St. Louis, Missouri, open studio studios. We're always coming from the same place in the same city, but that's nice that you always we, highlight. We never Civic leave this pride, room, baby. man. We never leave this room. <laughs> we don't. We don't. Uh, we, we, we bring everything in, coffee. Uh, we have Andrew uh, bring food and, and occasionally bring our, our uh, spouses and children in to visit us. Come on, Andrew. That's how we do it. <laughs> Man, I am so looking forward to this week. This is one of my favorite weeks of the whole year. Why? Because in America, this is the week of Thanksgiving. America. You know what I'm saying? So by <laughs> Thursday, right. I'm ready to eat some turkey. That's right. I'm ready to eat some stuffing, some gravy, some mashed Are potatoes. you guys cooking over at the Manus? Are you cooking? Or we, is... we, I don't do the cooking. Okay. Thank goodness. No. Oh, uh, can I come over then? You may come over. We'll save you a plate. No, we do. Okay. Uh, we host Thanksgiving everywhere. It's every year. It's a big affair. We have a small house and a large family, and uh, my wife is an amazing cook. Yeah. So uh, we. This is like so her. I've heard. So I've heard. Uh, ah. <laughs> seriously, man, we'll have some plates. Can Kelly, come on over. Bring okay. Daniel. Yeah. We don't have anything uh, vegan or anything. Well, but, they're you know, vegan, so <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to work. I think even the vegetables have bacon in it. So. Nice. Nice. Uh, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, what are we talking about today? Today we're taking a, a user question, user, yep. a listener question. <laughs> uh, this is from Christian. Uh, Christian hit us up on Facebook. Uh, Christian says, thank you very much for is this. Is Christian McBride, do you think? I'm pretty it sure. it just says Christian. I'm pretty sure it is yeah, Christian McBride. I told Christian, I'm like, dude, if you have questions, feel free to text me directly. <laughs> it seems like he would have the time to leave us a message on our Facebook page. Right. Yeah. Now, this is from Christian on Facebook. He says, thank you very much for this great podcast series. Well, you're welcome. Uh, I listen to every episode with excitement and look forward to the next one. Well, you didn't have to say that. But yeah. Thank you. Um, you were asking for suggestions for new podcasts, always. Uh, I would be very interested to hear what you think about your o own old albums from today's perspective. What has remained for you? What are you glad that has changed? Uh, how can you explain your artistic development in the last decades, if you want to share? Um, mm. I recently heard Spirit of the Moment, that's Peter Martin, uh, on Joshua Redman's Spirit of the Moment, live at the Village Vanguard, and had a lot of fun. What do you think about it today, Peter? I would be happy if you took my suggestion. Well, we are taking your suggestion. That's Christian. right. We're going to take it and run with it, sir. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I actually think this is a this is part of the process. Is when you hear some old stuff. I try not to like dwell too much on the past, but sometimes it's uh, it's nice to reflect. Yeah, you know, on where you used to be. Yeah, and I mean, I you know, at this point, I I think I most of the reflection I've been doing at least recently. Well, not really for a while now, has been more like YouTube videos of live concerts. So I don't know if that, we'll definitely talk about the albums, the early ones that we were on, because obviously that was probably pre-YouTube for both of us, yeah. um, but, um, but not pre-video, at least in black and white in my case. <laughs> but um, I think it's kind of along the same lines. Do you remember, what was the first album you ever made or appeared on? Uh, the first that? like legit album I, I appeared on was Aaron Bodie's Don't Take Your Time. Mm. And all I remember when I hear about that is the actual session itself, because I think I was 21. 21. 21. <laughs> and uh, this is in New York City at Avatar Studios, which I'm not sure is even in business yeah, anymore. It is. Is, it, is it still there? Yep. Beautiful studio Berkeley is space. actually uh, operating it now, which is cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
but it was one of these situations. It was a really, it's a kind of a funny story, actually. It's not even about the music, but more about the session. So yep. uh, we're there for like in Avatar for two days. Bruce Barth is producing and playing piano on most of the album. But I had written one song and I was just kind of hanging around. Right. And so they tell us to be there on the second day to record my song. It ended up being the title track, Don't Take Your Time. And uh, we're kind of waiting around. I thought I thought it was going to be like in the morning. They said, yeah, we start it, whatever. They're playing all day. They're recording all day. It's Bruce and Adam Rogers and Montez Coleman and Larry Grenadier and Steve Nelson. Like, it's a really good it's group. It's like the NYC heavy hitters. It was dope. And then they record for 10 hours. And I get in there at like 5.30. And you've been there six. waiting all day? I've been waiting all day. Eager Beaver? They are done with the session. They're like, okay, let's go home. And they're like, wait, wait, no, no. We have this one song from this kid that we're going to record. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, no, that was pretty much Adam Rogers' direct reaction. <laughs> man, I just saw Adam Rogers. So funny. Man, he's man. so amazing. It was so, it was so great. I was like, I'm going to get yelled at by one of my heroes. This is incredible. Well, side note, I just saw him a couple weeks ago at Monterey uh, jazz festival and i vibed him because i had to wait for him at the airport we were getting a ride together and he was like slow coming out so that was good i knew there was a reason i was vibing thank him. you buddy <laughs> no so we uh, we start the session first take through the tune and there, there's a mistake in the chart in the bass chart oh it's a big lesson Come for me on, always Adam. triple check your charts <laughs> right. i stopped in the middle of the first take because the mistake was so egregious and like I thought they were going to revolt. <laughs> right, right, right. And so it was a big lesson to me, actually, of like in a studio lesson of when the red light goes on, got to be ready. Just keep right. going. You know, time is money. Keep going. But uh, there's no way to know that when you're 21 on your first session. I mean, there might even if you know that, yeah. you have to experience that. But, it, you know, it was still cool. Like, this was for Max Jazz. So it was Richard and Clayton, and they were totally cool. And, like, yep. Bruce was – I mean, we ended up getting some really good stuff out of it. I yep. love the track now when I listen back to it. But okay. anyway, that's – Well, no, that's – that actually, the last sentence is you're now you're finally answering his question. I no, I'm sorry. But this is the thing. What I do you think of your playing, though? Don't even talk about the track, because that, that's an interesting thing, like, when you reflect back now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so for me, you know, I did, there wasn't much playing on it. I didn't solo or anything on it. I just kind of played the accompaniment part. Uh, but it was, so it was really more about the songwriting, uh, the, the composition itself, which I really like. You know, I, I can... It's funny when you... When we think about our old music, like, I told this long story about the session, that's mostly what I think about, yeah. is, like, what... What I where did I do that night? You know, what was the session like? Who was on it? How much fun did we have? How angry did everybody get? That right. kind of thing yeah, of yeah. like, that's what I think. You know, when we did, you know, uh, the Christmas album between my band, the Four Forty Twos, and you a couple of years ago, like I have such fond memories of that session because there were all these like great musicians and good friends in and out. Yeah. Um, playing Christmas music in June or whenever the hell we yeah, recorded yeah, that right, thing. Right. But that's what comes to mind. So the tune, you know, I hear back, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's uh, what I was into during that time in my life is writing right. songs like that. And uh, But for me, what, sti what will always stick out is that uh, <laughs> funny mistake that yeah. uh, the kid made and kind of pissed everybody off who was tired and, and cranky. But you know what, man, that's we're always talking about ABL, hashtag ABL, always be learning. But, you know... You, you don't learn those things unless you make those kind of mistakes and that kind of experience from being in the studio so valuable. And that's why it sticks with you. I it think. was a terrific lesson. And yeah. I've not made that mistake again because of because of how, you know, how much that that stuck. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I was just thinking that the uh, the first album that I made or appeared on, we actually put an album together when I was in high school because uh, I was, you know, I was very lucky to grow up around some. Some, some great friends that were aspiring jazz musicians as well. 
wonderful players, uh, Todd Williams, saxophonist. So we had we had a group called the Todd Williams Quintet because Todd was the oldest and, and the he, best out of all of us. And he got the, the largest bill. Right, right, exactly. Age, exactly. <laughs> but we actually made an album called uh, Just In Time. Yeah. Um, now I'd like to rename it Too Late, but uh, we did... Uh, yeah, we made it out. We went to Smith Lee Recording Studios up on... Still there. Still there. Yeah. I, I don't know why. <laughs> it, it shouldn't have been there in 85 when we recorded this. But we made this album and like sold it at Streetside Records and Ooh, finished Street vinyl. Streetside Records. What we, the? we did our little thing. But I, and I can't really answer because I haven't listened to it in a while. But it's at my, my parents... Every time I go to my parents, my mom kind of has it sitting. Like She doesn't have a whole bunch of other good oh, albums that I did later. Man, you'll hear it, listeners. we got to get our hands on this record. <laughs> I'm calling Rosie tonight. Uh, Todd Williams on saxophone. Jeremy Davenport trumpet, uh, Mark Peterson on bass. I don't know if you know Mark Peterson. I don't know Mark. He was a little older. He wasn't actually in high school. We brought him in as kind of a, a, a ringer on that. I'm surprised no CT on this record, no Chris he, Thomas. This Chris was unavailable for this session. I can't remember why. <laughs> he uh, was already on the road with Nora Jones. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> David Berger. Um, no, actually, this was before we were really playing with Chris. Oh, wow. We played with him some, but... Um, and uh, Dave Berger on drums. But... The the village the village vanguard spirit of the moment, which was obviously a little bit later, but not that much later. Um, yeah, no, quite a bit later, ninety five, ninety six, something. That um, because we did, I think, an episode about this recently. We did, yeah, we um, did a whole analysis. So that was the first time I'd listened to it in a long time, and I was struck by, in terms of my own playing, how much of the same kinds of things that I still play. Totally. Same concepts that I use. Totally. And same people that I'm playing with, you know. Well, well partly because when we listened to it, I had just done those trio gigs with Brian Blade and Chris Thomas, kind of reunion thing. Yeah, yeah. But we played so much together during that that period, and then went so long where we didn't play all of us together, but we still played, you know, in different kind of things. Um, and same thing like with Josh, and then always being friends with them over the years. It's amazing. Like the more you think things are going to change, the the less they do. So I was really try to tell young players. I'm like, look, if you're with a group of other good young players or or, or peers that you enjoy being around music and personally cherish that because that's probably going to be for life you know yeah absolutely Damn. and you know you i remember when we did that solo analysis of uh spear of the moment and you had said some technical things that you're like yeah you know maybe i overcomped for myself a little yeah. bit with my left hand but i mean that's exactly how i feel when i listen to uh especially jazz that i've recorded in the past or whatever it's I'm still the same player. Like you still have that same personality, that same musical personality. Yeah. Still playing a lot of similar things and concepts, and and your phrasing is usually just how you speak. You know, right. the same. What what I find is that like, you know, if I'm doing it right, you've, you're hopefully refining things that you want to subtract. Right. You know that you want to clean up. Like now your comping is way cleaner and and more precise and yeah. and, and supportive, uh, and that kind of thing is like. I mean, that, like, I could listen to myself from a recording a year ago and find things, hopefully, if I'm doing it right, that I've kind of cleaned up or changed or, yeah. or at least just refined a little bit. It's always a process of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think I'm like, man, I should have refined more because it hasn't changed that much. But I think it's, you know, what you're mentioning in terms of the personality, the style, just like our voice. It yeah. doesn't really change over there. I mean, it does change somewhat, yeah. but we kind of have our voice, our look. It changes, but we can still recognize ourselves. So I think what I hear, when I hear back to those recordings, what I realize, like, you know, remembering the time, like, it was a lot harder. I don't sound that different, but it's easier for me now to do that subtraction thing. Totally. Like, in the moment. Like, that comes more naturally. I remember then being like, I got to fit certain things into everything that I play. 
especially when I was in high school and, and a little younger. Yeah. But I mean, it's just like, I've got to do this. And then there was always that question, like, was I going to be able to execute on that? Whereas now, I never even worry about that. Right. I mean, not that I don't mess things up, but I just don't worry about executing because I know I'm going to do it on a lot of this stuff. And the stuff that I don't is actually the interesting stuff totally. to me. So yeah, that's yeah. when I'm like, well, I can go for something. I don't care about messing up. That's where you're going to be in the next couple of years like, yeah. of, of being able to reach that And then stuff. I know like the stuff like how you kind of sculpt a solo to be edifying to the audience right. is so much easier now. Whereas back then I'd be like, put this out. I got everything right. I finished. Why is nobody clapping very much? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> now yeah. I'm like, that's easy to get people to clap. It's like, what do I want to play? Like, how do I want to yeah. pull the audience along? And so I think the recordings, like that recording is live. So it's a little different too, because it was, you know, the whole concept of the spirit of the moment. And Josh, we were all really into this concept of like, let's capture something live. Um, and we were going to capture it every night and then put the best thing together. But it was almost all from the first night because that's just sort of the way. That's how that happens. That's man. kind of the way it went. But I think other records I listened to, like when it's in the studio and it was more calculating um, or even like, I mean, that's what I was saying. It's fun to look at the videos. Like I was actually mm -hmm. looking at some stuff in preparation for today's podcast last night, just of like gigs I've done over the last few years. Cause that's how I kind of evaluate my playing more than albums. Right. Um, kind of how things are going, like whether or not. Basically, just do things sound the same in real time in the moment as when you listen or watch back? And, and then the closer those become together, I think the better I feel like we can execute on stuff. I agree. Yeah. Do you find, too, that when you listen back to things from, you know, uh, you know, at least five, six, seven years ago, whatever, that you can hear in your playing the people that you were hanging around, the people that you were oh, listening yeah. to, you know what yeah, I mean? The people absolutely. that you were playing a lot. I was just thinking, like, like sometimes I'll listen back and be like, Oh man, like I was listening to a ton of Ahmad Jamal during this time. Like yeah, I could just yeah, tell, yeah. Or, or I was hanging out with this guy or whatever. And, and like that, that playing seeped into my playing, you know? Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, I've, I've been watching a lot of these, the Roy Hargrove videos since his passing a, f a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, I remember the band when I was in his band, you know, Rodney Whitaker and Greg Hutchinson, that was the rhythm section and, and Ron Blake on saxophone. Um, like seeing those videos and hearing the way we played, like we were so idealistic and like young and like, man, we got to swing. Like, come on, we got like, and we were pushing each other. Yeah. Like in a way that now, like I'm so much more laid back with the people that I play with now. I'm just like, let's have fun and let's, you know, yeah. I mean, I want stuff to be a certain way, but I'm like, I expect a certain amount of professional. I mean, we were like vibing each other right before we go on. <laughs> come on, man, let's bring it. Come on, MF, let's do this. You know, <laughs> like we were really like up in each other's face and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I think in a good way, in, in a lot of ways, there was a lot of like love and brotherhood uh, among us but like you really hear the way that we played the way that we swung and played those groove like played a swing groove there was a lot of like tension in it i think in a positive way but it was just like ding 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 and like rodney and greg the way like i've never been i played with some great rhythm sections but just in terms of like i mean look you know ray brown Ed Th i mean we could talk about it. i don't i don't want to overstate it but like the way they played during that period i still remember the way it felt because i was around it no a lot. man that that's it definitely like, that's a, that's one of the all-time great combos right there man that's it was great, serious you know yeah, and yeah. so like that was kind of pervasive and then just the the way roy led it like that basically sort of set the stage for my whole playing career and not playing career just playing style yeah. like i was already kind of thinking along those lines but like that codified it in a way that like made sense to me where i was like yes that so whenever it comes to a tune like that i just that's kind of my default and so i draw on those memories yeah and it's as much about like the the people plus i'm playing with a lot of them still but i mean it's as much about the memories of that time and i always want to kind of have that youthful exuberance you know even as i enter my golden years that youthful fire <laughs> that youthful fire yeah yeah, yeah. The, i think the goal is we age here as musicians is to keep some of that fire but have a little bit more sprinkle of uh sense, uh, sense. <laughs> yeah. a little no, 
a little experience. Yeah, a little yeah. experience, a little refinement, you yeah, know, yeah. a little uh, little class to some things. But yeah. uh, thanks, Christian, for this question, man. It's great to think about. Speaking of class, huh? it's a big week here. This is a Speaking big week. Class. Not is it just, time to go back to school? <laughs> it's not just a big week for uh, Thanksgiving. You know, we do run uh, this website, Open Studio. Open Studio, right, right there. Right there Sitting for on the YouTube box. folks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we have some deals for Black Friday because we have Black Friday coming up. Hold up. You're understating it already because you, you're such a nice guy, Adam. You're like some deal. No, we have the biggest deal of yeah. the year if actually it's the biggest deal we've ever offered it'll be the biggest deal we've ever offered and if you if you haven't like this might literally shut this company down <laughs> this know, is such I a good know. deal but we want to give it to the people that's why i was trying to come in subtle bro <laughs> okay come on, come on. <laughs> no 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 but uh you know if you've been th- on the fence about maybe checking out some open studio courses or doing some things to improve your playing yeah you know we have some pretty incredible deals right now and if you go to openstudionetwork.com slash bf bf like best friend <laughs> like me and adam that's right <laughs> no. you can sign up now Black to get Friday is actually what it stands for. <laughs> That's right. Uh, again, openstudionetwork.com slash BF. You can sign up now uh, to get some alerts on some really, really uh, dangerous deals for us. Right. And I think they're <laughs> going to be coming. It's going to officially hit midnight Thanksgiving because we want folks enjoy your Thanksgiving and all That's that. Right. At midnight, this will be available, but you can go there now. Correct me if I'm wrong. You can. Right. And you can sign up so like you can be notified because we might splash out a little something early. Who knows? For you'll hear Especially it, for our, you'll hear it, folks. Because we, we want to do something special. But I mean, the idea here is, look, we have, you know, amazing courses from Christian McBride, Sean Jones, Diane Reeves. We have the all access pass which is going to be a very special deal on that which gives you a whole year of every not, not only everything we have now but everything we have coming in the pipeline we got some great stuff because we have jeff keezer's yeah. second course coming we're just days if not weeks away from that you know we this will be the really the first time we've discounted the all access pass we did it a little bit for you'll hear it yeah. members way back yeah. in the day but yeah. that was a minuscule no, 10 percent no. discount this is going to be significantly yeah, more yeah. than that yeah, so yeah. And I mean, and look, and this is not about, this is really just about, we're trying to take this opportunity this week to spread the love and to get this content um, in the hands of as many people as possible. We are not discounting this because this is not quality content. This is, you can go on and um, actually there's a page, I don't know if you've been to, um, I've been sending people openstudionetwork.com slash applause. Are you familiar with that page? I am not familiar. It's a nice with that little page. Is. We just have like some some testimonials, reviews from some of our loving members, some love that they've showed us. So if you want to kind of go and see what it's like, if you aren't part of the Open Studio Network family, <laughs> if you're only part of the You'll Hear It family at this point, yeah, you can go and see what our, our Open Studio. We have amazing members. We have an amazing community. So hopefully this week you'll join us. That'll start Friday and go all the way through Sunday night. That's right. So check out OpenStudioNetwork.com/bf uh, to sign up for your Black Friday. Uh, newsletters that we're going to be sending out here this week. And priority announcements. And priority announcements, that's right. Uh, And as always, you'll hear it. 